0: Hi and welcome to Plugged and Unplanned, it's Tony Nash back again. Today I've got a surprise for you, a Hall of Famer, Noel Whitaker, book finance guru, knows everything about your finances, personal finance, everything about finance and he's here today and let's sit back and enjoy the ride listening to someone who knows everything about our money. Noel, you, you've welcome to the show. You've been involved in, in advising on personal finance and, and so forth for, uh, must be decades now. How long?
1: Well we, well, we wrote Making Money Made Simple in 1987. Wow. And one in six households ended up owning it. And every week I get emails from people saying, your book has changed my life. And I'm now getting emails from people who want to buy the retirement book because they've been following me for 30 years or more. So it's great. Incredible,
0: incredible. So one in six. Uh, how many? How many copies is that actually of? that oh, it's a that couple of million. Couple of million. So everyone, the barefoot investor, is still definitely running in your. He's. He's. I don't think um, Scott Pape's up to two million yet. But um, you've. you I think that puts every. I think from from those that may not be aware of you, um, and there's many that are. I think that. Um, that puts it, everything in perspective. You really have had some of the very best um, fi- personal finance books in the market for the last thirty plus years. So congratulations! And
1: thanks, you're to too kind.
0: And you haven't stopped. You now, um, now that you're um, thirty years on, and your your readers um, and your followers are thirty years on, retirement made simple. It's an it's a new one from you. How does it feel to get back? In front of the keyboard and and writing again.
1: Well, I've never stopped. Them. I mean, I've been in most of Australia's major newspapers for the last thirty years. I've never stopped. I'm the only person who never takes a holiday because I'm I don't want to lose my spot. So <laughs> over Christmas, every holiday, I am always in the paper, and I've been there without fail for thirty years. You know, and, and, and I think people appreciate that.
0: So hold on a second. Hold on. You've just written a book about retirement, and you never take a holiday. I thought retirement was kind of taking a holiday. How, is it a bit of a juxtaposition? Do you feel a bit at odds in terms of writing that? Or, or do you feel that you're retired, but you, you work for fun, or that what you do is just pleasure? How does, how does that get framed up in your life?
1: Look, I had great trouble with the word retirement. Uh, I believe you shouldn't retire. In the last page of the new book, I talk about Clint Eastwood and Toby Keith. And they're on the, and the it's, it's 2018. They're on Pebble Beach Golf Course in a golf cart. And Clint's making his movie Mule. And Toby says, You're 88. How do you do it? And he says, I get up and go to work every day. I never let the old man in. Mm-hmm. Now, people need a purpose in life. I was at a course in October '85, and uh, we were asked then to state what people would say about us on our dying day, and it came to me then that my purpose in life was to help ordinary Australians understand money, and I've been on that path. I'm now almost 81, and I'm still on that path, and I love it.
0: Right, so that basically it's the same thing. Um, you're not really retired. You're you you do what you love.
1: Yeah, I mean, we built the the biggest financial planning company in Queensland with a hundred staff, and we sold that in uh, 2007. So ever since then, I've just been a full time person in the media. It's, it's wow. a very really powerful place because people email me with their challenges. Uh, that i that I can publicize them. So I've got a unique chance to highlight people's problems and solve them.
0: so if you if you were to think about collectively of all the people that you've spoken with or thought about or what you've written in here, do you do you feel that there's one or two core principles or core tactics or core mindsets that that um, are missing and that they they're just um, or they haven't ever focused on, they've just kind of been earning an income for so long, money's come through, that um, they never really thought about a passive income later that can then support them. What What do you see as the the core fundamentals that we must consider um, in preparing ourselves to retire?
1: Well, there's a little story I tell. Back, back in 1974, after I read Think and Go Rich, I left the finance company I was working for and went to the partnership with a builder. And for 10 years, we built spec homes, which means you buy a house and hope somebody will buy it. For 10 years, had a lot of fun, made a lot of money, paid a lot of tax. But occasionally, we couldn't sell a house for some reason and we kept it. All we had to show for 10 years of work were those houses that we were forced to keep. So the basic principle is that everybody, almost everybody, spends everything they get and never saves anything. Therefore, investment must be a commitment, which is why I always said you buy a house and you pay it off. It's, it's a commitment. You buy an investment property. Your salary sacrifice sacrificed to super. It's the commitments. You make sure investment is the first expenditure. Like, you know, that's... That to me is the big secret, mm. and, like, and put
0: so it's the
1: that secret of wealth. So yeah,
0: yeah. So I've got your book in front of me. Yeah. And it's actually a nice size. It's um, so That's
1: it's- the paper, Tony. It's one of the very few books these days on high quality eighty gram paper.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: it's every our- other book now is printed on paper like toilet paper.
0: Yeah, our, um, our publishing business is, uh, only uses eighty GSM as well. We um, That's great yeah we're we're the same so so it's quite weighty so the the stock that you've used is, is fairly heavy on the hand so um um you but it's not too big it's kind of it fits in in my palm so it's a nice it, feel yes. yeah it's a nice it's a nice size when you when to make sure that those that are listening uh, be it for themselves or and, or their parents or their grandparents uh, perhaps what what's your um is this written for someone who's retired and just trying to get them their their affairs in order and or is it is it written for people who are forty or fifty or thirty who are who are um, thinking about retirement what what's your, what's the sweet spot in terms of where you want people to pick this up and go you can really make the best use of this
1: this book has years of research behind it. And one of the major truths from the research is the better you plan for retirement, the better it will be. Right. And that covers, I mean, I think the worst person is they retire at 65 with no idea what they'll do. Their only investment has been cash in the bank. They have no idea what to do. Now, I believe strongly that you need to invest in growth assets like shares to get the returns that you need. But the longer you can spend investing in growth assets, which means starting early, the more you get used to the normal volatility in the stock market. See, too many people hop into shares, market falls, oh, I'm out, you know? So it's really important to understand, the early, and also the, the two biggest factors of how much you'll have when you retire and how long your money lasts is time and rate. Now, so the longer you can have in your investment period, that can be the other end also. I mean, in the book I talk about the lily in the pond. If the lily starts as a tiny speck and doubles every day and fills the pond in 10 days, How long to go from quarter full to full? The answer is two days. Quarter full to half on the ninth and half full to full on the tenth. Now, if that 10 days is your retirement, is your total investment time, and you're forced to harvest on the eighth day because you started late or because you needed to, you're missing out on three quarters of what you could have had. That's why even working a couple more years is it makes a massive difference. That's why I say to people, if you can, everyone needs something to, to do when when they stop the main job. That could be casual work, or it could be volunteering, it could be anything. But you need, the longer you can leave your money working, the more is going to be there. And also, two, the the rate's so important. You know, a one percent difference in rate can mean three or four hundred thousand dollars different in dollars, which is why it's important to think about fees as well.
0: Mm. So, what when you um, when you talk to everyone, um, how bad is it when people start to plan for retirement when they're when they're in their fifties? Is is it become almost? impossible? Can they do it? Um, what are they got to do? Is it, does it become quite drastic? It sounds like you, you'd be happier if people started planning for their retirement in their thirties, if not their twenties. Um, so it's, um, it's, uh, it makes it easier to accomplish everything you want to accomplish, but is, if someone has not planned at all and they, they hit 65, um, they've worked and then they retire. Um, is it, is it really difficult? Do, do they have to sell their house and then use the proceeds to buy something smaller, downsize, and then use whatever's left over because it's tax-free to invest and then live off that? Um, what, how does it mostly kind of play out?
1: I think the big thing here is that on the back of the book is a cartoon called The Retirement Jungle. Uh, it's a multifaceted thing. I mean, there's investing. And psychology and superannuation and estate planning and downsizing and center and aged care and staying healthy and well. So you could start all those things. There's, there's many, many things you can do. Um, and also the book talks about avoiding traps. I mean one of the worst risks is self-inflicted risk. My talk in the book about the couple. We put the name on the kid's title deed so the kid can get a house, and 30 years pass, and there's still a half owner. Now the house is worth $800,000, and the parent's half share is $400,000. They wish to transfer it to the child, a huge sum in capital gains tax, and stamp duty, plus the fact that if they want the age pension that will be an asset for five years. Now just not taking advice and doing that could cost them half a million bucks. There's also the case of the, a lot of, a lot of people, as people live longer there's more challenges. It's It's not uncommon for two couples to lose their partner and those and the surviving members to hitch up with each other again they want to keep their assets separate because they've all got their own kids, they're older, then one goes into a a nursing home and the accommodation bond is $500,000. Many people don't know that automatically is part of the estate. Mm. So really, like, just even these few
0: words that you're sharing with me, and, of course, I'm fortunate to have your book in my hands, there's no, like, we do we go to school, right? You learn how to study, you learn certain skills. You then go to uni and maybe start to specialize or not. You maybe get a job and you might do courses within your within your career and you develop your skills in your career. There's really no courses or training or any, there's nothing, is there for, is there anything for retirement and to, to train you um, to know all these things? Do you just kind of, if you have a little bit of an interest and you go, oh, I'll buy Noel's book, retirement manuscript book, yeah, I better read that. We should be doing a lot more, should we not, in terms of educating ourselves for this, this phase of our life.
1: Is there anything out there? You don't need a one-year course. I mean, that, that book of mine, it's in nine separate parts. I mean, one part's on investment and how to handle shares, how to buy shares. Uh, secondly, there's psychology, there's uh, superannuation, age pension, age care rules, downsizing. You know, so you, all you need is, is to read the book and get a good advisor. This is the point. See, so I always think that you, the basics don't change. You can go to my website, and download the 20 commandments for retirees. That's all in there. 20 things you must do and take advice on what changes. The government is now pushing lifetime income streams because what's happening is most people don't spend as much as they could because they're terrified of running out of money. The government's trying to produce a product, which, which I talk about in the book, that at the age of 85 comes in and gives you a guaranteed income for the rest of your life. They've made these very, very, very effective now for the age pension because when you buy one of these, you, for assets, you lose 40% of the purchase price. So you know, if, if you read the book and you take advice, you know, and keep your mind open, is that, is that there's all sorts of things you can do. It's never too late. So basic,
0: basically what you're saying, Noel, is for, for $30, and I can see on Booktopia we're selling it for under 25 yeah. but for $30, that's all you need is to buy your book. Uh, but I guess if someone becomes very, um, not obsessed, but um, but make, makes it a personal mission, I'm sure uh, they'll want to read more, listen to more, understand more, talk to more people. I mean, it must become... I mean, it's great to have your foundation layer with your book, of course. But I guess, I guess it's a it's an important part of people's infrastructure having their financial um, uh, you know, systems in place that support whatever they want to do. Um, but that's that's amazing, and I can I can see when I look at the and for those that are listening, I look at the chapters and what you cover. It does go into into all those things, and and each section. And you talked earlier on when we started off about the last page. This is obviously not like a um, a great crime fiction where, <laughs> oh my God, you read the last page and you're going to ruin the whole story. I mean, you, you gave the last page anyway. So it's about like jumping into a certain section on 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 superannuation, on pension strategies, estate planning. You can really just dive in and there's there's you know a, a dozen pages or less, ten pages or less, where you can just read up on that. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, and you know, I think most people want to have a long, healthy retirement and that's very much a matter of exercise and diet and attitude. I've got fifty full pages on how to be healthy and happy in retirement and that's based on stacks of research. Wow. You need a social network. You need attitude and network in your diet, all these things.
0: Do, Ooh, do, yeah. do people, when they retire, um, you hear these stories, you know, where they just don't plan, they don't have anything else, they don't have any other interests and everything kind of goes downhill. Um, it's, it's not, as you, you're just alluding to there, it's not just about the money. It's about, it's about m- some core fundamentals, your, your health and well-being, what you're going to do, giving back, um, how, you, how you spend your time, ta- travel, I assume, yeah. family, friends, it's all those
1: things. Look, it's about relationship. You look, Jerry Harvey's 81, John Howard's 82, Warren Buffett's 90, uh, you know, Kerry uh, Stokes is 80. Uh, they're not working because they need the money. They're working because they like it. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday is every my golf day, and I play with three guys of not short of money, and we fight like hell for $10, I can tell you. It's a real <laughs> fight for 10 bucks. <laughs> And then we okay. get the lottery ticket. We all we all want to see if we won something. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure you're much more ethical than the former president of the United States <laughs> on the golf on I'm the, the cheat. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like put commander and cheat.
0: Yeah, commander and cheat. That's it. I'm yeah.
1: cheat. I love it. Yeah, I love it.
0: So, I so know. I mean, there might be some Trump fans listening to us now. So, um, we we can't um, we can't you know, kind of spend too much time on on our own opinions, but um, he, this is post the election. We those that are listening later on, um, we're still in that phase at the moment of where Biden is the president elect and Trump has um, has not conceded. So you may be listening to this, and you're you are the wiser. But at, at this stage, when we're recording, we have no idea how this is going to play out over the next the next few weeks and couple of months. But so, also,
1: if I if I can make a forecast. In eight weeks, the honeymoon's over and life will be back to normal and they've still got coronavirus. They've got trillions of dollars in debt and they've got all these problems. And I think we always say to people, people say, what about, what about? And I say, well, basically, if you control the things you can control, you don't need to worry about the things you can't control. Mm-hmm. I get your asset allocation right. Get the right mix of assets. Get your estate planning right. Have an enduring power of attorney. You know, ask if you need a if you need a self managed super fund. Make sure your partner is if you've got one is he, is involved. If you do all those things, you, you you don't need to worry too much about what's happening in America. So as
0: as one of the gurus of personal finance. <laughs> I'm sure that's how people um, refer to you who have been following you for many years um, have you I mean you obviously um, have applied um, all or most of the principles yourself to your own personal position um, undoubtedly but have you have you been have you been able to admire others who have taken what you've what you've taught and they've gone on and doubled and tripled what you've done have you been, uh, like have you, as you, have you marvelled in, in your in the principles when people have truly applied them?
1: Yes, but I mean I think that's great. But the thing is, you don't retirement's not about the money. Once you've got X dollars, you don't need any more. I mean, if I was a trillionaire, I'd still be writing the book talking to you. It's not about the money. It's about your attitude. Mm. Uh, it's about your. It's about your relationships. Uh, it's not about the money.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. What money, what money does is give you more choices. The older I get, I get most fun by giving money away. Mm. You know, I mean, I've started the foundation for that, you know, and the criteria on the charity work I do is that like the apple and the seeds, it must have benefits in the future. Like, I'm, I'm a great one on kids with, in domestic violence situations. If you can help, then you. If you're helping them, you're helping their mother and their kids and their and their partners.
0: Mm.
1: I like university scholarships for poor people. You know, it would be a terrible thing if someone with the ability and the, and the, and the desire couldn't get education. So, so they're the they're the kind of things I focus on. That's
0: so. I mean, my my assumption um, and. You, I know all those things. Like, I know that retirement is more than just the money. Um, but quite often when when you're younger, and I mean, I'm 57, so I'm, I'm you know. You're a baby, Tony. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Although I do say to my teenagers, you know, I can go into an over fifty-five home. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, not, um, but um, the point is, though, is that most people think about retirement and they think about the money and they think about um yeah, uh, how can I survive? Uh, but the way that you're talking about this very much so is is it's well beyond the money. It's about the holistic, um, your your everyday your everyday life, and and all the other things that come with that. But how important? How how does one go about working out how much you need to then have all those choices, or do you just well, it is what it is, that's all, that's, I get what I get, so therefore I've got to just live within that, and that's, that's how it kind of ends up. Or, I mean, people who have been investing and thinking about their retirement and have got a great um, super fund and they've got a great um, investment platform in terms of properties and other in, in passive income streams through dividends, ex, et cetera, that would exist. But um, do, do you just end up going, well, that's what I accumulated, so I've got to live within my means. Is that how it kind of ends up playing out, or, or, um, and therefore, is do do people need to be educated around? Oh well, if you want to do all of those things, guess what? You'll need X dollars coming through a year to ensure that you can do those things. What comes first? Is it just simply do you end up just going? Well, I got what I got, or, or do people um, have a clear investment amount that they need to accumulate that they know they're going to get a passive income from? That's what you aim for. How how does it mostly kind of play out for people?
1: I have designed these calculators. They're on the website and they're free. Mm -hmm. And in the book, there are screenshots to them, because I think if you see the screenshots, you're more likely to do it. That tells you, it will tell you, lets you work how much you need to retire. It'll tell you the lump sum you need to provide this. Basically, the government sees three categories of people. There are people like us who are never going to need welfare. We're the top group. Then there's a big group in the middle who will need some pension. There's a group at the bottom who will always be on full welfare. Uh, Many of those can get out of it, but it tends to be people who, more, tends to be people like Asians and those sort of cultures who put work first. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people on low incomes have got plenty of money. They just don't waste it. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. It's a culture thing. I mean, if you want to spend your money on avocado on toast and big big cars and things, you'll need more money. But a lot of people on low-paid jobs can still do very, very well because they live within their means. Mm. The whole crux of, of of my first book was you live within your means. The whole thing was you live within your means and you invest the surplus. That's the secret, Tony.
0: So that's your making money made simple. Yeah. Um, You've got the revised and updated. When was the last time you updated that book?
1: It was totally rewritten 12 months ago. Because what I found out was that information without action is useless. And making money by simple has been rewritten. So it's more much more action tasks.
0: So how how mu- how different is it then from when you wrote it in nineteen eighty seven to today? As it is it have we have we as a society of people come so far? Have you are you astonished at how, how different the, the messaging and the and the, the strategies have shifted from then till now?
1: Oh I so- I think it's the same messaging but there's one major difference. In the first book I said if a couple, a young couple, bought the average house and they were on the average wage and they used one wage to pay off the mortgage, in five years they are mortgage free. That was when rates were 14 percent, now with rates of 2 or 3 percent it takes 10 years to get the mortgage under control because when the first book was written, a house was two years earnings and now it's about eight.
0: Amazing, isn't it? I know Excellent. I talked to um, a guy called Harry Dent from the US. I did a podcast with him a couple of months ago and he was talking about the Australian real estate bubble about and exactly those numbers. It was quite astonishing um, to see how much that's that shifted and the, and that Australian real estate prices are... uh, Do you feel that Australian real estate prices are actually overinflated and that they'll,
1: (laughs) they'll come down? Well, they always have been, I think, but I think the danger, Tony, is people talk about the real estate market. There is no such thing. We Cairns or Mount Isa or Perth or Point Piper, you know, is it apartments or houses? There is no such thing is the market. Now, I'm at Hawthorne, it's a very nice inner city Brisbane suburb. I don't think values here have moved in five years, I don't think. Um, But I certainly don't see a big fall. Uh, If we had a massive increase in interest rates, there would be, but I don't see an increase in rates. Also, since the first book, uh, 35 years later, two people working is now the norm, I think because I don't think a single person could do it on their own unless they're on a very big job. Mm. So um, now it's a couple. Yeah. And I yeah. also make the point in that book, I think it's, a, and I think in the retirement book, you need a financial buddy. You need someone you can have a, couple, a, couple with, a cup of coffee with and say this, this, and this. You know, we are social beings. We need the social network.
0: Mm. So when, when you think about um, what's in this book, Without, as I said, I don't like to give too much away. Um, and for those that have now uh, been, you know, been um, motivated, you can buy it on Booktopia. Retirement Made Simple: Everything You Need to Know by Noel Whittaker. Um, as I said at the beginning, he's a he's a Hall of Famer, and when it comes to personal finance, I, don't, I know you hate to, you know, to, to oh, that's it. but the truth is, is that. Um, um, you, you are I mean you a lot of people know who you are and and when someone says your name they go yep I, I know who you're talking about which is which is a terrific position to be in after many years of dedication but when you think about the book and what and what's in there is there anything um, that you want to touch on with and I'm not talking about giving the book away we want people to buy it from book you want people to buy it from your your local bookshop if there's someone nearby please support them There. They're part of your community, go in and, and buy from them. They're very passionate about books, and I strongly recommend you to do that. But is there something in here that you wanted to kind of maybe touch on or get, get us all to think about so you, you know, it, sti- it stimulates us into action. We've got to do that. We need to, we need to, we need, if everyone was have, as part of, if everyone, what would happen if everyone did what you said, which is basically Do not overspend and invest. I mean, where would the world be?
1: You know, I was asked that ever since 1987, when I wrote Making Money Made Simple, that's what they asked me. Mate, uh, the major finding of the Cooper Superannuation Inquiry was that 80% of Australians are disengaged. They talk about women and super. I went to an all-day seminar on super run by the women economists at Griffith University. And the major, one of the major factors that women have less super, apart from the fact they tend to choose jobs of less hours, you'll see women now like being part-time GPs and vets and things, is women tend to be less engaged in general. So we need to get people engaged. Now, in thinking Grow Rich, the first principle is desire. If you haven't got desire, where do you go? So I think people need, what I hope the book will do is say yes, you bought the book, which means you got the desire, just step by step, get your investments right and your future. Work out your, work out your budget. Get your wills and estate planning right. You know, look for unnecessary fees and understand above all that how much you have when you retire will depend basically on the way to return on your money. And that's critical. Is that
0: something that – and I'm not you – know, I was just actually one of the reasons why I was late today in terms of starting this podcast was because I just couldn't help myself. I had to ring into um, the ABC radio because they were talking about women um, and lack of investment into uh, women's businesses. And um, a woman that I know, uh, I won't say she's a friend of mine, but um, I'm friendly enough with her, uh, Kate Morris, who started Adore Beauty 20 odd years ago, um, that just listed and I because she's in Melbourne and it was a Sydney-based radio, I just had to say, "Hey, um, you know, was, I was—I know what Kate just had to do to get um, Adore Beauty listed, and it, she was astonished that there was not that, there was no men, uh, no women in any of the funds that she was pitching to. Very male-dominated industry, and and I had to make sure that um, I agreed um, with what the the lady was saying who was who was being interviewed. But also, um, there's a there's a big gap there between where you know equality, I think, and we really need to force that home. Oddly enough, in, a, in my own home with my parents, my mum, who was um, the first female programmer at IBM in the late 50s, um, um, and she was the one that probably oversaw and drove most of my mum and dad's superannuation fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, she passed away five years ago. But um, is it, from your experience, is it therefore, when you say engagement, is it somewhat, oh, I'm going to leave it to the, the husband? And then he kind of does all of that is that what you're saying and there therefore the women kind of do other things as part of the partnership to like is it important that it's a collaborative that it needs to we we as couples need to do that 50 50 even though there may be slightly leaning towards one of the 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 wife or the or the husband or whoever if same sex is that where is that where we have a little bit of a where you just kind of oh, well they're they're an ex you know they they know money they know numbers I leave it to them is that is that what we're going to start thinking about?
1: Look, I'm not trying to bring stereotypes into it but, it, but in golf I think men are more number oriented and competitive. Women women are more relationship oriented. Now at golf the guys bet the women don't bet. Now the guys I said the guys will bet five bucks or ten bucks. I think the guy likes to look at his soup and see how it's going and talk to talk to his mates about it. Of course, then if he, a lot of them then start their own self-managed fund and bugger up, or the, or they get dementia, leaving the leaving the parole spouse to try and do it, and that's why in the book I stress the importance of couples making joint actions. Yeah. And one of the there's a thing about there was a, an analysis there by Barclays Wealth about how to be a successful investor. One of the things was you wait a week before you decide. So you don't jump into my after pay now or VHP or anything else. You say, I'll look at VHP or after pay or anything else and we'll talk about it and then decide. And and that stops that spontaneous rush into it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So so it just sounds like we I mean we all need to to invest a little in our education around the, the, um, the subject of, of retirement, investing, um, and making sure that we have, we've got, um, a, a good vehicle in place to, to have the lifestyle that we, we truly want. Um, is there, is there anything else then? I kind of mentioned it before, but we got, I got slightly distracted. So is there, is there certain areas of this book without giving too much away that, um, you want you want to call out and go this is you know these are really key you talked before about you know about your personal well-being and yeah. and relationships and all that and that aside but because I know that is really important but in terms of some of the financial things is there is there are there some real um you know like triggers here that guys we're, see. M- men and women please listen to Noel now he's going to say you need to kind of about this.
1: But they hang together if you take advice. Like I they had the story before about the couple went uh, on the title there for their kids. If you don't take advice, there's costs later. But you've got to understand those costs. I mean, you've got to understand tax. I mean, a couple can have $800,000 in a portfolio if they've got nothing else and pay no income tax. They may not need to be in secret. A lot of people don't know when you die, the taxable party has a tax of seventeen percent, the death tax. Most people don't know about the death tax. Um, it's, it's, there's so many issues here.
0: Like yeah, this, I the, don't know about the death tax. What is it? What is there a death
1: tax on super? Absolutely, on, on oh, the taxable component left to oh, yeah. dependent. Now, the spouse is always dependent, so it's not a big issue. When the spouse is there, but once one of them dies, and the spouse has it all, when the spouse dies, the taxable component has a death tax of seventeen percent. Right. In the book, I tell you how to avoid, you can avoid it very, very easily.
0: There you go. I better read that chapter. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about that.
1: You know, I had twelve experts read the manuscript. They were a, a, an executive of a superannuation company, a fund manager, and retired people, all sorts of people. And they all said, I have learned something.
0: Isn't that incredible? Oh, I, think, I think everyone who's listening, that says it all. If those guys are learning something, us mere mortals need to, need to t- take the time and read this book because it's probably going to give you some, some inside information that will give us an edge, not, not over others, but um, an edge for, over, over our uh, versions of ourself. The our
1: our biggest danger, I think, is, is, is we don't know what we don't know. So at least the book can give you, oh, yes, I didn't know about that. I should look at that. I think yes. that's the thing. You don't know what you don't know.
0: Of course, and that's where, the, that's where it gets expensive.
1: Very expensive. I mean, if you make a mistake, it can be very costly. I, mean, I saw a pretty well-to-do chartered accountant in Brisbane a few years ago, bankrupt, he was a guarantor for his son in a building business. Mm. You don't understand the right will and the importance of having a testamentary trust if it's necessary. All your, all your hard-earned money could go. There's so what, a story about the couple had four million bucks and four kids. And the first kid was a gambler. The second one was a builder in trouble. And the third one was their daughter. And the fourth was a medical specialist. When they died, they all got a mil- the kids got a million bucks each. The gambler gambled it. The, the builder went broke and the trustee in bankruptcy got it. The daughter's husband got heart when he walked out, and the medical specialist had tax troubles. They could have had four testamentary trusts. The trustee in bankruptcy couldn't have got it. It couldn't have been gambled. The daughter's husband couldn't have got it. So I'm just saying, so uh, these mistakes can be very, very costly. This is the whole problem. And you don't know what you don't know.
0: So, so it's quite a, quite a thick book, Noel. I mean, it's 420... 420- Six pages, um, and it's got everything in here. But you, did you have to cut things out because it was just going to get too big, and therefore there's things that that um, you you really you had to demote out of the book because otherwise it would be too unwieldy.
1: I had two full chapters on hazards and scams, how people got conned, so I had to take out one of those chapters. Uh. Uh, I think you know, there's red flags. An advertisement in the newspaper is a red flag. Look at Mayfair. Remember Mayfair? Uh, advertising all these wonderful things, take, taking four-page ads. So a big four-page ad is a red flag. If mm-hmm. it's endorsed by a sporting star, that's a triple red flag. Mm-hmm. And a retired politician on the boards is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> now, there you go. So, Nant Whiskey in the book, endorsed by Hayden the Cricketer, Matthew Hayden, endorsed Nant Whiskey. They all lost their money in
0: that, right? Yeah, interesting. I got an email yesterday with some with with some uh, names of of sporting stars on, on it as well. But um, it was more of a, a goodwill project. So well, that's a much.
1: Cut, but, you know, once you see, like Alan Jones was pushing the Mayfair. He, he was that. Well, obviously they were paid to do it, but I mean, I think that was a silly thing to do. Mm. You know, I would never personally endorse anything.
0: That's that's so interesting. Oh, what a shame! We're coming to the end of our uh, of at the end of our session. There's just so many more questions. I'm sure. Um, it's a, that,
1: that's a topic. And it yeah,
0: on. I know, I know. But yeah, for those that are listening, um, thank you for listening. And as I said, uh, he's uh, he's a legend in finance, and he's come out with his latest book. He's updated his original book. Um, but retirement made simple, um, I think if, you, if you're thinking about that phase of your life and you want it to be as uh, enriching as it, as it possibly can in terms of your, your choices, your financial choices, your well-being, your relationships, um, and spending every day feeling like it's, um, it's Sunday or a holiday, then uh, do yourself a favor. No, Noel's book, get onto his website, follow him. He's he's writing all the time. He's 81 years old and and um, he's... <laughs> you uh, keep he's, going, you
1: don't let the old man in.
0: <laughs> yeah, do let the old man in, that's right. So, um, Noel, thanks so much for coming on the show and for sharing your your wisdom and your thoughts. And we wish you 2 million copies of Retirement Made Simple sold um, over the next few years to, to ensure that um, all of us have have a better a, a better um, third phase of our lives um, and, and and good on you for for putting pen to paper on this it's really important
1: thanks tony it's been a pleasure all right
0: thank you for listening to the booktopia podcast channel
1: a u